Hey, box owners. This week's episode is brought to you by none other than Yoni Talks. Yoni Talks creates products that offer women the utmost comfort they need without any side effects or reactions. As we know, and as a conversation we've been having is how much toxins are put into our bodies just with even period care products. So of course, I am pushing forward the narrative that we need to know not only what's going inside us, but we need to go ahead and start trying out these alternatives. And for our listeners, you can now get 15% off of your entire order over at yonitox.com using promo code BOXOWNER. That's B-O-X-O-W-N-E-R. That is the promo code over at yonitox.com. That's y o n i tox.com again save 15% off and let's try to take care of our bodies let's focus on taking care of our boxes now let's get on with this week's episode of period Period. you know it's that time of the month I'm having a girl flu it's shark week ketchup diet the Japanese flag is up it's leak week Oh, come on, Jim. Code red, Jim. Code red. Thank you to everyone who supported the official box owner inaugural launch. This is yet another episode featuring one of the brand owners of one of the products found in the first box that was launched. And so we are discussing how we went about learning ourselves, what conversations we had when we started our cycles, our periods. It's very interesting because the owner of Yoni Talks, um, and which you guys are about to hear now, hid her period the same way I did. Um, and so it was really interesting to share that story um, because I wasn't familiar with the fact that other women were also ashamed with even just talking about something that we all knew was coming. So go ahead. It's another tale of womanhood for women by I am joined by Ivory, the founder of Yoni Tux. Hey, Ivory. Hi there. So I'm so excited for those of you who got your box. Uh, as you guys saw, we put a cup up in there for you. So I'm excited to yet be having uh, just another conversation regarding that thing, Miss Aunt Flo, that, you know, comes and ruins everything when we think we about to have sex. She just show up when we think we about to enjoy a vacation. She show up. When we just not expecting her, she shows up. So I'm excited to kind of just talk because in the previous episodes, we have talked about just period care um, and the other alternatives that people are now going to regarding menstrual products. Um, We talked about organic uh, tampons, pads, things that we're familiar with. And Ivory does have that as well um, as a part of her Yoni Tox, I guess. Oh, my God product galore that she has going on over there. But the one product that I'm super excited to talk about, um, like I said, you guys got the cup. Um, But before we get into what that is, how to use it, and any questions regarding that new thing that I know a lot of us, even as millennials, weren't really introduced to at an early age, let's talk to you, Ivory. What is your relationship with Aunt Flo? Oh my God. So <laughs> my, l- l- I'm going to go back for you first. 
Please I take started it away, my man. menstrual cycle at 12 years old, um, and I, I started at school. So my first pad was tissue. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of us, a, yep. a lot of us. My first pad was tissue. Um, I have two older siblings, so um, I actually didn't tell my mom that I started my cycle because I already had pads in the house. And um, <laughs> I didn't actually tell have the conversation with my mother until about two years later. Uh, when, Wait, yeah. can I just tell you that you are one of the first women? I and I just opened up about this. I hid my period from my mom for the first year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did you get away hiding your your menstrual cycle from your mom for two years? Yeah, having older sisters in the house. Ah. So, and you you know when you're around other women, uh, periods sink. So we all came on our menstrual cycles around the same time. Uh, and the way that the reason why I had to actually tell my mom is because my sisters left uh, for like a weekend or something and they took the pads with them. <laughs> so and they I kept the secret it. for two years, too. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's some real sisters, one. No one knew. Uh, I mean, maybe they maybe they realized that their pads were uh, getting missing. But, you know, we didn't talk about it. There wasn't a conversation for um, two for two years. So. Uh, the whole period thing for me, you know, from my preteen years up into my adulthood, it was, you know, such a hush around it. And um, along with, you know, the my the hush being around my cycle, there were things that were taking place with my body at a very young age that I didn't talk about. I normalized. And um, one of the issues that I can recall from, you know, being a preteen starting my cycle was the itchiness from the pads. Mm. Yep. And um, one of the reasons, you know, that I've discovered as an adult um, doing my research and why I even, you know, started this company is that the itchiness and the irritation from the pads, you know, was because they had a lot of chemicals and toxins, you know, in the actual cotton. So that was something I didn't know. um, And that was definitely something that affected me uh, very young. So my me my period, you know, is something that I have actually zeroed in on because I've resolved a lot of my feminine issues as an adult that I dealt with, you know, as a preteen, a teenager, and a young adult from not actually talking about it and you know having the conversations that you should have. Can I actually ask you a question? I want to take it back to the fact that you hit it. It seems not only from your mom, but from your sisters as well. Mm-hmm. Growing up in a house full of other women who were also experiencing this period and you knew they were because you were taking the pads. What brought shame? Do you know why you felt so uneasy in having the conversation with other women that you knew were experiencing the same exact thing as that you were? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. My brain, yeah, I don't remember why I hid my menstrual cycle. I'm not sure at all. Um, see, I hid it from my mom, but not my friends. So mm-hmm. did your friends know yeah, that you absolutely. had a cycle? Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> yep, my friends knew, I, even teachers. You know, like if I needed to go to the nurse's office. Um, I actually had uh, cramps very young, so... My mom, like if I would say that my my stomach hurt or, you know, I'm in bed all day because my stomach is hurting, I I almost feel like my mom knew, but (laughs) she just never said anything until I actually, you know, 
opened up and said, hey, mom, I, I need pads. And even when me, I told her I needed pads, she just, when it got them, she still didn't say anything. It's so crazy because I wonder, do you, if you feel like maybe she knew, would you have felt any different or would you have felt more warmed to know that she felt okay with having the conversation with you? I think that that's kind of what adds to even the stigma. The fact that she didn't at that very point normalize it and have the conversation with you like, Ivory, what? why did you hide this for so long? Baby girl, we all get it. And the fact that maybe she didn't even think to have the conversation with you, you know what I mean? Like, do you, would you have wanted a different response from her at that well, time? Absolutely, absolutely. And what I'll say is this, I believe that what my mom, you know, the way that my mom handled it, I believe it's the same way that her grandparents, you know, handled, mm. um, you know, her menstrual cycle and, and probably, you know, the same way they, were, or her grandmother was handled because she was raised, you know, by her uh, grandparents. And I don't think that it was a conversation in her household at all, you know, and I feel like that's the reason why it wasn't a conversation, you know, in our household, you know, but for me actually zeroing in on this, I have a 10 year old daughter. My, my 10 year old knows all about uh, menstrual cycles. She knows. How, how soon did you start having that conversation with her? Oh, uh, well, I didn't have the conversation with her initially my friend, one of my good friends is very open with her daughter. They're the same age. My daughter came home uh, last year at nine years old talking about puberty. So once <laughs> once I realized that, you know, another adult had opened up and just kind of had this really open conversation with uh, the two the two of them, I decided from there, I said, well, hey, Mariah, do you know what this is? Because by that time, uh, Yoni Talks was already, you know, a, a, a company. So I asked her, I started our conversation by asking her if she knew what a pad was. And she told me that she knew, <laughs> that she knew what a pad was. And, um, you know, and from there I asked her, I was like, well, do you know what, do you know what a period is? Um, and I have a niece that actually started her menstrual cycle at eight years old. And oh, wow, um, my daughter is a year older than her. So she said, yeah, Destiny, you know, my niece, she said, um, my cousin has her, her period. So we had a very open conversation. Um, I, I still have not actually given her everything that I know, you know, about a period, but I know. Can you that ask me why? I mean, can you answer me why? Like, I'm, I'm curious for someone with a, a brand and who does openly speak about this. Um, you said your daughter is 10 now. Maybe why it hasn't been um, like you even mentioned just asking her if she knew what a pad was, but have you talked to her about tampons? Is that something that I, I know that young girls are told to kind of steer away from tampons, but mm -hmm. I don't know if it's also because a lot of people have stigma about putting that in your vagina prior to having sex. I mean, there's just so many yes. things I've heard regarding that. So is there a reason why you haven't had those conversations with? with yes, there no is more? a reason. There's, <laughs> there's a reason that um I have not because, Exactly what you just said. I don't want to have a uh, the sex conversation at all because she's mm. ten year, because she's ten years old. So, um, but she is getting her period, correct? Yeah. So, well, no, she hasn't. No, she, has she not hasn't yet. Okay. Yeah, she's actually just starting puberty, just starting to get like little uh, bumps on her forehead, you know, gotcha. so on and so forth. So she probably still has a little time before her um, menstrual cycle actually starts. But the reason why I have held back with certain things such as, you know, you can actually, 
get pregnant, things like that, because we haven't had the sex conversation at all. I feel like she's way too young. So do you have an age? Do you have an age as as a mom? I'm curious. Do you have an age um, at when you feel is the most comfortable to have that sex talk with, with a, with your daughter? I don't think there's an age. I think that the sex talk should take place when, when the period, well, when they actually start their cycle. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, from my understanding, I'm not a doctor or anything, but I do believe that what I know is that they can get pregnant, you know, once your menstrual cycle actually starts. So So, on the flip side, though, do you mm -hmm. believe her cousin who got her period at eight years old, that an eight year old should be having the sex talk because she has her period at eight? If I, oh, if see, I was I, my coming with the questions, girl. <laughs> <laughs> if, yeah, I mean, it's she's still fairly young, but I do think that it's important for, I think it's important for them to know as much as they need to know. Um, I don't know how to keep it age appropriate. I just know that if a child is not, you know, completely um, aware, you know, of what could take place. Um, if they decide to do things that they shouldn't do, um, I think it could be a little responsibility there, you know, when it comes to the parent and the person that should be either telling them or making sure. I, I don't know. It, it's a it's a weird place. It's, it's, it is it's weird, place. especially especially yeah. because I'm not a parent. However, um, and I don't know if maybe this is why it's still very fresh in my mind, but I'll be honest, I I, I was dry humping fairly early um, <laughs> and there wasn't actual intercourse going on. But for the for, for what I know, all of us were doing at a fairly young age, elementary school, middle school, the idea of keeping that sex talk away or thinking of what's age appropriate, even when seeing what these children have is access on their televisions, on social medias, on their phones. It's almost like I do feel like these conversations actually do need to be had earlier than maybe we had as as adolescents. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just feel like they are open to so much more. And we like to think that they don't know, but they know. Oh, yeah, they know. And I, I mean, they teach, you know, sex ed in, in elementary. I believe do they really? Do great. they? They don't do a good job. <laughs> they, t- they tell you, don't have sex or you'll get AIDS and die or you're going to have a baby. That's pretty much the, the sex education I got was pretty much don't have sex. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. you, you had this experience with pads. It itched you. Did you transform to um, using tampons and did those also give you the same experience? Uh, yeah. So I started, I started using tampons in high school, you know, on my own. My mom didn't, my mom didn't buy me tampons. Uh, when I, you know, went in the store to get my own menstrual care products, I picked up, uh, tampons. So yes, the same experience. Um, but being that we normalize, you know, the, the side effects, you know, of, uh, toxic products, I, Which is so trash. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I look back now and I realize how how uh, comfortable I was with being uncomfortable, you know, for mm. years. I mean, when I say years from the time that I started menstruating up until, you know, two or three, three years ago now. So I <laughs> this whole I mean, oh, my God, looking back. It, wait, let me back up. The reason why the reason why I um, I continue to use, you know, these products is because 
I did exactly what my mom did. I grabbed whatever was affordable, you know, food line brand, grocery store brand. Um, I grabbed whatever. I would literally look at the pricing. Um, which, the which, what you're saying is how I remember shopping for products. Yes. Like, especially, you know, being to where, yes, I was working. And I started working when I was 14, 15 years old. My first job was Quiznos. And of course, as I started working, I was responsible for those certain products. And what you're saying is correct. I would go into the store and the cheapest one made the most sense. Why would oh, I spend absolutely. more for something that I thought did the same job mm-hmm. as the uh, the pricier products? So, okay. So you noticed that you were just buying based off what your mom was buying and what was the most affordable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Wow. And what you said as well, too, it, and I love how you said it was the fact that we also normalize feeling uncomfortable. I remember, um, and, and most recently, I'm just now using organic uh, tampons. And I shared that because not only would I re- have I started noticing the itchiness, I noticed how much it dried me out. And so mm-hmm. I would literally be walking and, uh, and almost feel like I could feel the walls of my vagina moving <laughs> With mm-hmm. the with the tampon, I'll also be honest with you. It wasn't until my adulthood years, which I'm embarrassed to admit, but I felt like I don't have to change my tampon until it's leaking or completely full. And yeah, or you have to use that the is something else, <laughs> yep. or or when you, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so that was something else where whoa, because we didn't have these conversations early on, I didn't even know that the you know toxic shock syndrome and all of the things that could happen from you just leaving a tampon in too long yep absolutely yeah share more about your experience with 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 tampons yeah i want to add to that i want you to know that up until three years ago i didn't know how to use an applicator so wait wait and how old are you i am 30 years old i just turned 30 in july and i learned how to use a applicator at the age of 27 yes yep. so and the applicator uh, ladies y'all know the applicator it's either cardboard or mm-hmm. like plastic and you pull the pull the thing down and it shoves up the cotton into your pussy can you tell me what you were doing then if you were if you weren't familiar with how to use the applicator yeah what were you doing using, <laughs> i was treating <laughs> the applicator tampons like non-applicator tampons i would pop the tampon out of the applicator and use my fingers oh to my stick God. the tampon <laughs> in my vagina Literally, and my fingers were the applicator. I would use my fingers. To oh, jump. yes! Wow, absolutely. Um, from the time that I started using tampons up until the age of twenty-seven, I thought that an applicator <laughs> was a tampon. Was holder. packaging? <laughs> yes, I thought it was. A it was just. Holder. It was just holding the tampon. Yes. Oh wow! Can you ask? It was it then when you created Yoni Talks? Did you find out? Did a friend tell you you were doing it wrong? <laughs> How did you find out you was doing it wrong for twenty-seven years, or you know, for fifteen, or however long you've been having your period? How did you find out you were doing it wrong? Industry research <laughs> is. <laughs> Industry research is how I found out that I did not know how to use a tampon. And I laughed at myself and I shared it with my friends. And it was, I mean, it was so funny to me. I said, what in the hell? Like, why, how did I go this long without knowing how to use a tampon? This is crazy. 
That is insane. And then Yoni Tox was born. Absolutely. <laughs> so Yoni Tox was let, born because let's I, talk about Yoni Tox. Let's yes. talk about Yoni Tox. You had this experience with pads, with tampons. Um, I want to get off of those. And before we dig deep into Yoni Tox, you now use the cup. So mm-hmm. we've talked about the pads. We've talked about the tampons. Can we dig into now you using the menstrual cup? Also, can you dig into how it differs from the disc? So let's go into how you started using a cup. Talk okay. to me. So I started using a cup because I, you know, of course, I explored all of the, the options. And I had to, before I put a product out, I need to be the guinea pig. I need to know how to use it. I need to know everything about it. Um, And I started using it, um, you know, to add it, of course, to um, my brand. But when I used it, I actually fell in love with the cup. I fell in love with like the convenience of the cup. I mean, the very first time that I use it um, and I got it in place, I didn't feel anything. And how long, how long did it take you (laughs) to put it in? And also, did you have acrylic nails? I just need to know, is it easier with or without nails? Talk to us about putting it in. (laughs) So no nails. I don't, I don't, I actually don't wear uh, nails at all. I wear like gel um, because I'm always busy. So I, um, the first time that I use, that I put the cup in, I did not put the cup in properly. And um, I remember getting my hair braided. I was sitting in the chair. And uh, I felt like, I don't know, I felt, I, I felt a leak. Absolutely. And I said, oh shit, this, this cup isn't, you know, this cup isn't put in right. So um, I went to the restroom and I pulled the cup out and I, obviously I had the cup in halfway right because it, there was some blood there in the cup. There was halfway blood. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it was halfway. I put it in halfway correctly. Um, so from there, I watched a couple of uh, tutorials like on YouTube. And I'm like, wait, how do you, you know, how do you position the the cup properly? So it took me about, it took me probably day one, day two, probably to day three, because I kept going. I I, I was determined. You didn't do. give up. No, I didn't I, give I, up. And I'm not going to hold you. That would probably, uh, I, mentally, and, and for anyone listening, if you felt the frustration in the cup, you see, this is a professional and it took her three days. So I would say, especially as someone who is kind of squirmy when it comes to blood, I know this is going to be my concern. If I don't get it right the first time, maybe it's just not for me. So anyone listening, j- just keep trying. So <laughs> how did you how did you change the way in which you were adjusting it to, before you knew it was right? Like, how did you change how you inserted it? OK, so I. um the first time that I, or the first two times, I tried to insert the cup like standing up. Um, how I actually perfected um, putting the cup in my vagina is by sitting down. I sit on the toilet and I sit with my legs like literally like wide open, one one leg on one side, one leg on the other side of the toilet. And I arch my, I kind of like slouch a little bit to where my, my, where my, I guess pelvic bone is like pointing out. And I, I, it's like an uncomfortable, yeah, it's a really uncomfortable slouch, but I'm able to put the cup in from an angle that way, me. Okay. So all of the ways that I saw, you know, on YouTube, I saw like, you know, you could put your leg up on the bed, on the counter, you can stand straight up. On the up. edge of the tub. Yep. I even think like you can lay down in your bed, which I don't know who would want to do that. 
Um, but you know, I saw all these different ways and I think I ran across one video with someone saying, you know, you can actually sit in a chair, but for me, a chair didn't work. The, okay. the toilet, the toilet worked better because there was more room for me to like slouch and kind of point, um, uh, my body, you know, in the way that it needs to be pointed in order for me to put the cup in properly. And I know it sounds like a lot of of work the way I just explained it, but if you sit down on the toilet and you actually can kind of slouch a little bit to get comfortable, then you're able to angle, you know, the cup the way, like straight the way that it needs to go versus you standing up and, you know, trying to turn the cup like in your your vagina. Now, what benefits have you you know, seen using the cup over the cotton products? Okay. So as far as like the benefits, first of all, if the cup is put in correctly, you don't, you don't, you don't leak. It. Yeah. Okay. You don't, no leaks and you, you hardly even feel it. Uh, but one of the bigger benefits and what I love about the cup is that you can actually have sex with the cup in. Wait, with the cup? Now I do know you can have sex with the disc. But no, you can have sex with, with that cup. cup. Mm-hmm. Does but is there a, a dick size limit? Like, because <laughs> I, I just know where I feel my man's penis hit, and I just would be scared <laughs> about a cup being up in there. Ha, have you successfully done this? Uh yeah, I've I've had sex with the cup. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yep. That's, I've that's had okay. Sex with the cup. All right. Um. It, I mean, it's, it's so I did ask, you know, how, you know, I asked my partner, how did it feel to him? And he said it didn't feel any different from me having the NuvaRing, you know, when I, ah. when I had the NuvaRing, like you can actually, you can actually, of course they can feel it, but it's like they can, they can feel their penis like rubbing up against it. You can feel it, but there's no, there's no blood. Because the menstrual cup is still collecting, you know, so it's not ah. like it's, it's, you're not having messy sex. You're having sex on your period, but there's enough room for the penis <laughs> to penetrate and for the cup to continue doing its job. And the cup is plastic, correct? The cup is silicone. It's silicone. Okay, so it doesn't cause any itchiness or any after effects as Absolutely the, not. As it's the tampons and pads do, right? Okay. Yep. Nope. It's a hundred percent medical grade silicone. So it's actually really safe. And, um, of course it's not made with all of the, the harsh chemicals and toxins, um, which is another good benefit. Um, also too, just to add real quick, um, the menstrual cup is reusable as we know. Girl, that was my next question. Let's go. So talk about it. And yep. how, how, how many times is it reusable and what is the cleaning process and how often should you clean it? Yeah. So there are, they, I mean, we actually don't have like a, a, a wash for the cup, but sterilizing your cup is very simple. Um, you boil, I boil a pot of water and I, um, I just, I boil it. I steam my cup and I steam my cup. So like any, every, anyone listening who go to ivory house, don't eat the rice. Nothing. She boil her, her water in. Okay. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. What, what about oh toy God. cleaner? Do you know if toy cleaner is just as safe? Cause it's sitting in you. I, 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 I'm just curious about that. Say that again. 
toy cleaner. I know that's something that I use for my sex toys. Um, and they do go inside of me, but I guess they're not sitting inside of me. So you mm-hmm. would recommend the boiling is maybe the, the, the safest way to clean them. I mean, I would, I recommend, I haven't okay. explored like cup cleaning. Um, like I haven't explored any of that yet. I will, okay. you know, so we may have another conversation where I say, Hey, don't worry about boiling. It's, you know, it's a good product out there to actually clean the cup. I do know that there are, you know, some cup cleaners on the, on the market and you just encouraged me to explore, you know, some, some awesome cleaning when, options. Yep. But I when, boil my when you boil your cup, when should someone replace a cup? I replace my, I, well, we recommend that you replace your cup quarterly. Um, okay, so every three months. Quarterly, um, I think it's fine. You can get a good, I mean, you could actually keep going, but I mean, for me, I think, you know, three menstrual cycles, you know, boiling the cup, um, you know, using it because you're taking it in and out. Even, you know, if you if you dump the cup in the middle of the day, you can't really boil it in the middle of the day. The only thing you can do is rinse it and, um, and, and put it back in. So after doing that, you know, let's say your cycles, five days, and you dump the cup, you know, two, three times a day, you know, the, I would say the wear and tear, you know, and just the overall usage after a couple of months would require a new cup. Um, And then my last question too, about the cup, Mm -hmm. everyone who received it in the official box owner subscription box, they received, um, it's a regular size, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. And they do come in different sizes. Yes. Would you just suggest someone kind of do a trial and error to find which size fits them best? Because, of course, you know, just like dicks, we all have different size and sets of vaginas. Mm-hmm. We do. It, uh, not one is the same as, as another. Um, so what would be the process of someone maybe finding out their size? Because these cups, I will say, though they're reusable, which helps to save on spending, they are a bit more pricier than pads and tampons. Yes. So, so how would you suggest that for someone trying to find the right size? Uh, knowing your flow, okay. you, you need to go by, you need to go by your flow um, when, when choosing the cup. So if you have like a heavy flow, then you definitely need a, um, a large cup or a super cup. Um, reason being is because it collects more blood. Um, if you use a regular cup on a heavy flow, you're going to, it's going to fill up a lot faster. Um, and then if you, if you use like a super cup and you have a light flow, you know, then you just have a large cup, you know, in your vagina for absolutely no reason at all. So I just want to point out, so, so, so ladies, it has nothing to do with the size of your pussy, my bad. Uh, and it has everything to do with how much blood (laughs) comes out of it, uh, every month. So, okay, so it's based on your flow. For, so for someone with a heavier flow, and ladies, we don't even have to dig into that. We know what's light, what's heavy. For someone with a heavier flow, then they would want to go with a large, correct? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. Someone with a heavier flow. So, um, and being that, you know, there are different sizes, if you become a cup lover or you're currently a cup lover, you know, all three sizes don't hurt. And it's all situational. You may start out, start out heavy, you know, and then you end up light or some people start out really light, you know, and then flow into uh, heavier, you know, the next day or whatever. So different size cups, you know, could actually be very beneficial for someone who, um, who uses cups, 
you know, so we have all of the sizes, you know, for women, you know, not just for different periods, but for different times in your, in your menstrual cycle. I'm excited to try a cup, um, for the, for shit, my first time. Um, I I'm thinking if I should wait before I soak off these acrylic nails or not, but my period should be coming within the next week. I am excited to try it, but also very fucking nervous because my friend said her first time trying a cup, blood ended up on the ceiling. It, it can oh, become God. a little messiness of a situation. Um, but I do like that we are seeking alternatives um, for the things that, like I said, we've normalized feeling uncomfortable once a month. Mm-hmm. Despite it bringing, you know, just a whole lot of other bullshit, like the cramps, the mood swings, not being able to enjoy you know, vacation, not being able to wear certain things. It also sucks that we've normalized feeling uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So itching or dried out or, you know, just knowing that it's in there and it falls out. Um, So I appreciate what you do. Can you tell before, before we leave out of here, can you let everyone know kind of a little bit more about Yoni Talks? I do also want y'all to know this is black owned and woman owned. So make sure y'all motherfucking support it's for us by us. Um, and this I think is very important. I love that so many more women are getting in this space because a lot of these companies are owned by white men just telling us what we should put in our goddamn bodies. So can you share a little bit more about Yoni talks and, and the journey of that? Oh, absolutely. So, um, Yoni talks, uh, we're dedicated to fighting back, you know, by creating a healthier, and comfortable option. Um, we create products that offer women the utmost comfort that they need without any side effects or reaction. Um, all of our products are either organic or plant-based. No chemicals or toxins are in um, our period care products. Um, we have everything that you can think of, you know, for literally, period care. Literally, guys. Tampons, pads, liners, um, the cups, and we also have period panties. And I want to stop right there and say, if you have a really heavy flow, um, what I do, because two of my days are super heavy, I wear the cup and the panties. Um, I actually just went off of my uh, off of my period, and I wore white pants. I had on white Adidas pants, and um, I felt I felt extremely confident because I had on panties that don't leak, you know, at all. So um, even with you know. If, if see, I'm also glad, well, I'm glad uh, real quick, and I'm sorry to okay. cut you off. I'm I'm glad that you even let kind of explain a little bit more what period panties are because when I hear period panties, to me it's just panties that you know are going to be messed up. And so even when you said it, I was just like, oh, you got panties that I could wear, so I don't mess up my cute ones. But no, these are actually a a leak sealed. Um, yeah, you know. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, four layers, four layers of protection. Um, the panties actually absorb your your menstrual cycle. So even if you, let's just say that you're on the go and you 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 have on the cup and um, you take it out and then there's nowhere to rinse it. You're in a port john or something crazy. You're on an airplane or something. You can actually wear those panties. <laughs> you can actually wear those panties and the panties will also absorb your menstrual cycle. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. I mean, there's now, do you really, wash them then separately from the rest of your clothes? How do you go about cleaning those? Um, As far as cleaning the panties, I rinse them. I, I run them under the sink until okay. there's no blood. And then I put them in the washing machine, you know, by okay. themselves. I do. Gotcha. But we're actually, ma- we're creating a, um, 
a mesh bag, you know, just for just for the panties and something that will well the panties are they have an odor protectant on uh, one of the layers, you know, stops uh, protects it from any type of odor leaking through. But aside of that, um, there's going to be a bag, you know, specific for these panties that you can actually throw in the washing machine, you know, and once you take them off, you literally don't even have to look at them again until they're until they're clean and ready to be put away. Come on, queen. I am not mad at that. Yes. So let me, as always, before we get out of here, too, we like to leave off with a little tip. What tip? Um, and we're going to leave it off with a cup, it's a, a cup tip, especially since that is what is in this this quarter's box. Mm-hmm. But what tip do you have to maybe someone being a little hesitant on using the cup? What tips would you give to them? Um, I would say to just do a little research um, on the cup and find what makes you comfortable when it comes to inserting the cup. There's a lot of different ways, you know, to go about it. Um, but you just be, before you even try it, just look at a tutorial, you know, cause you can do it. You can't, you can't insert the cup and um, just look, at, look at a tutorial before you do it so that you actually know, you know, have some type of idea of how to insert it before you try to do it on your own. I love that. And Ivory, thank you so very much for joining me today. Guys, um, stay tuned because I am going to drop some stats and facts, again, regarding menstrual products and, of course, the cup. But also stay tuned. As you guys heard in the beginning of the episode, we have a promo code for you to get a percentage off over at Yoni Talks. Again, Ivory, thank you so much. Thank you for being a part of this box. And as always, make sure, ladies, y'all support this black queen. Okay. Cause hey. she's out here making it better for us monthly at this point. Um, but Ivory again, thank you. And can you go ahead and let people know as well where they can find you and where they can visit your website? Okay. Website is www.yonitox.com. And you can check us out on all social media platforms at Yoni Talks women. And those links will be in the description of this episode. I want to thank y'all again. Make sure you stay tuned. Uh, Bye, Ivory. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Throw away the pads. Throw away the tampons, y'all. Because the menstrual cup is the truth, y'all. Now, I will not say that it's the easiest thing in the world, Okay. One, I feel like we have a lot of stigmas attached around the idea of your cycle. Your period is this time where you feel disgusting. It's a time where everyone else in the world makes you feel disgusting about. Um, and as women, you're kind of taught to keep it very private, feel hush-hush about it. Like There's just so much shame associated with it that we don't even really get to know our bodies and really entirely what's going on. It's your body and there's nothing to be ashamed about. about. I truly hope that you guys enjoyed my conversation with Ivory. Um, Of course, I'm going to leave off with some stats and facts. And this was actually really interesting. Almost three quarters, 73% of women surveyed have hid a pad or tampon from view on their way to the bathroom. 65% have worn specific clothes that wouldn't show a leak if it were to happen. And 29% of women have canceled plans like swimming or exercising uh, because of the fact that they may expose the fact that they are on their period. Again, 
even having the conversation of another woman who hid her period. Um, such an interesting just story because we all know we're going to get it. It's something that as adults, we know when we're around younger teenage girls that they are either already experiencing their cycle or about to. And the fact that it's still a taboo conversation, I really want to normalize that. And if you do have a daughter or a niece um, or someone that you feel may not be comfortable about the fact that she has her period, let her listen to these episodes, Um, have the conversation with her and let's normalize the conversations about our periods. Hello, we're all having them. We know this. So even it's so funny, the fact that three quarters of women even hide um, their tampons or pads. Um, again, let's let's normalize these. Let's normalize these conversations. Again, I want to leave off with letting you guys know that if you are interested in finding an alternative for your period care products, go on over to yonitox.com. That's Y-O-N-I-T-O-X dot com and use promo code box owner to save 15% off of your entire purchase. Again, they have liners, they have pads, they have period panties. Um, they have a lot of alternatives, um, that you would not maybe see at your local pharmacy, but also know that you are supporting a black business when purchasing from yonitox.com. So go on over again, guys. Thank you all for supporting the official box owner brand tuning into period sis. That's, That's all period. period.